Hello, and welcome to Your Ultimate You podcast. In today's episode, I have a lovely lady with me sharing her story to demonstrate the realities of what we as women face. We are all unique and spend far too much time worrying about everyone else, and we often forget to check in with ourselves. I truly believe I will be able to empower all of you beautiful women who are listening simply by inspiring you and educating you through the power of real women sharing their stories, vulnerabilities, passions, and drives. Without further ado, hello, Jilly. Hi, good morning. Good morning. It's so <laughs> great to be here with you today, Jilly. Now, this incredible woman has built a life for herself, and she is going to share this with you in a moment. She's created this life by working and leaning into her passions and inspirations. A fantastic woman, if you ask me. Welcome, Jilly. I'm so grateful to be here with you today to chat to you about you. So, my lovely, let's give the listeners a picture of who you are. Would you please share with us a little bit about your background? Okay, so um, I'm fabulous at 46 and feel very comfortable in my own skin. Uh, my background, so I've been in the health and wellness industry since I was 18. Um, qualified as a group exercise instructor when I was 18. Um, did sports science at university went to work in professional football and I was the first woman employed in the role that I had. Um, went out to the Middle East, worked as a teacher, re, uh, qualified as a teacher, went out to the Middle East, worked as a teacher and a senior teacher, started working for myself, um, went to London for four years, uh, managed a borough and 82 schools for physical activity in terms of the standard of teaching and some of the initiatives that we were trying to get into schools. Um, worked as a Nike influencer, worked on Nike projects within their corporate social responsibility team. Um, back to the Middle East, working for myself, consulting for um, the government, for the in, um, International Cricket Council, for Mars, again for Nike, had some amazing contracts. Um, decided one day that I was feeling pretty burnt out and um, bought a place in Valencia in Spain, went there as soon as I arrived and started putting my apartment together. I felt myself decompressing and thought, right, what's next for me? So I started recertifying as a nutritionist and a couple of years later went back to do my master's. Um, and here I am. I have a facility in Leicestershire in a place called Market Bosworth, which is beautiful. I live in Warwickshire with my partner who's behind me and our two dogs. One is a little rescue from Spain and the other is a border collie. And I love my fitness. I still do CrossFit. I still train. Um, I believe in balance. So I like my food, but I don't restrict. And um, I give myself quite a lot of forgiveness and no shame, no guilt. So that's me in a nutshell. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a journey you've been on thank you for sharing that the fact that you've traveled to different countries you've got different cultures experiences you've really led into your passion and I mean if you ask me a really strong powerful career woman and then you realize for yourself that there was a stage that you needed to shift that's really poignant and very powerful so thank you for sharing that Jilly that's incredible 
What was it that you faced or caused you to struggle in your life up until the point you made the conscious decision to make the change? Um, probably quite a few things. I had a difficult and then failed relationship in Dubai. I found that I had some health concerns. I was diagnosed with endometriosis, had two surgeries, um, found that I was working really, really hard. So anybody who's worked, I suppose, in a big city, um, it's quite fast paced, um, realised when I was in my 40s that you know, you just can't keep going at the same pace. I'm not saying 40s old, because even now I feel really young, but things have to shift and change. We are ever evolving. Our hormones are ever evolving. Things that worked for us when, when we were in our 20s don't necessarily then work in your 40s or 50s or 60s. And that's the kind of women that I'm working with now. So I think as well, going to Valencia and having living in the mountains but being able to see the sea from my apartment beach walks fresh air a different culture in terms of food because i was in a village so um very much about grow your own eat fresh food that's in season um stress is really um counterproductive to health as we all know um i found that like really strangely my weight just was so easy to manage when I was there and I believe that that was because I just took a step back and was completely stress-free um so yeah I probably think there was quite in terms of pillars in your life quite a lot of things just came together at once and I thought I don't want to be on this treadmill anymore and it doesn't matter about having a great apartment a great car lots of money and um, I just I, I realized I could quite easily exist on a lot less but feel a lot happier wow a huge huge beautiful life lesson and real paradigm shift there incredible thank you i love the fact that you also mention about food um and it's so many women hold on to that um you mentioned it earlier but it kind of fed through to what you just mentioned hold on to that sense of guilt um actually food is beautiful we need to first of all the fuel just to get from a to b but the fact that you can have so many different cuisines from around the world in the UK, it doesn't matter where you are, embrace it, get rid of the guilt. As long as you're fueling your body with a, a nice balance of everything, why, why should you restrict? As you say, it's not going to make you wholesome, it's not going to make you happy. As long as you have your health, you have everything. You've got everything, every wealth and capacity in your life, if you've got your number one asset. So thank you, that is incredible, incredible. What led you to the event in your life that you realised you needed to make the change or shift a paradigm within yourself? So like I said, I think it was really like multifaceted. I think personally with my health, with my hormones, with my happiness, with, you know, general psychology and coming, coming to the realisation that, you know, slowing down and um I was going to say resizing but downsizing um you know we don't actually need that much either um you can get by and you can move from country to country to country with real bare minimum the only the only way that's changed for me now is that um my little Spanish rescue um so the collie is my partner's but the the little Spanish rescue is mine and she came along at the same time 
So I was in a position where I wasn't able to be responsible for um, anything other than myself. And I found her as a puppy and she came into my life at a time where it was really touch and go whether I was going to keep her. So I fostered her at first, but she really changed me. And then it was all of a sudden about something else. So women always say this when they have children, you know, there's a real shift. Some people are just well to it. Some people, you know, some people don't, but there's definitely a shift. And I feel like she was meant to be. Um, and she forced me out for lots of walking and just care. And I think we underestimate all of those chemicals that circulate when we care for people, do kind things for people. You know, pets are very cuddly. So lots of these feel good hormones are circulating then. So I just think there's just a hot, there was a whole host of things that, like I say, came together at once. Um, and I'm not saying I didn't have questions like, oh, how am I going to survive? What am I going to do for work? What if it doesn't, you know, all turn out the way it's supposed to? What am I going to do? But do you know what? Things are never that bad. You can always sort things out. So, yeah, I, I'm actually, my my partner is in desperate, desperate need. Um, having worked since he was young, all the way through, I'm just I'm really, really considering getting him to take six months out or a year out and just let's go somewhere and be somewhere, you know, and you just don't have any responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I, I love how you you mentioned that, well, it's not about material, that you can just be content with who you are, but it's a journey to get you to that stage. And that's what we're sharing here. What was mm -hmm. it that that? poignant moment it can be several different events for you it was several for other women it's one poignant moment that, that really shifted that paradigm um which i mean is beautiful and when we get to that stage i feel like it is an aha moment it's an inspiration it's the veil lifted you can just look in the mirror and embrace who you are as a woman your authentic self nurture that nurture who you are inside and the rest will follow the rest will follow mm. Mm. thank you so within that, within that sort of context, what would you say is your greatest aha moment? I kind of remember a time where I bought my apartment in Spain. So I'd had a, I'd had an apartment in central London and I sold it and I was lucky. It, things just fell into place. I don't understand finance and markets and you know when the interest rates are good or not or whatever for me it's all more about a feeling like if you feel like it's the right thing to do then do it so I decided to sell the apartment and I bought this little place in in just outside Valencia and I remember going there and I was waiting for some of my furniture to get delivered from London that I, that I brought over and the idea was to have it as a rental property and now and again maybe I would go there I remember being there and being on the balcony and looking out like over the mountains and just having this completely different terrain to Dubai um, and just thinking and just having this decompression of this whew, like you know just this is the right place to be and I feel way less stressed already and I found that I slept a lot better and it's kind of chicken and egg with sleep is your lifestyle affecting your sleep is, or is your sleep affecting your lifestyle? And I just feel like my sleep, my lifestyle had been affecting my sleep and my brain was racing and I, 
maybe didn't think I was doing the right things and all these different physical and relationship things had been happening in Dubai and I was working way too hard. And then just to be there and feel that release and think, do you know what? You are in the right place here now. You need to stay here for a while. Wow. Do you know what really oh, is incredible? I've not heard that analogy. Um, your sleep is like chicken and egg. Um, but it's so true because it, it is either one or the other. So for me, it was lack of sleep was creating a very difficult mindset in the day. And that's because I was I was a, I had a newborn and, and that just that's kind of the package you get. <laughs> so all, all mothers will know that. But, he, um, but then also equally, if you've got a full, fully fledged, hard career, that will also pay into your sleep. So if you're stressed in the day, your sleep's going to be affected. But if you're stressed at night, it's going to affect your day. So it really is. When do you reach the point where enough is enough? And what can you do within your control and power to help shift that? That's really powerful. Thank you. I've learned something. I'm really impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so, so lack of sleep will affect your food choices as well. So this is my area. So lack of sleep affects your food choices the following day. And that's biochemical and psychological because you will be craving foods that are high in energy. So they're usually the treats, the snacks, the chocolate, you know, the stodgy foods, beige foods, really. And that's your body saying, I don't feel like I'm operating 100 percent. Let's get some energy in. But also psychologically, it's just those foods are usually easier. So mm. you opt for that and you get that momentary chemical release um, through dopamine which is like I feel good when I eat that so if we didn't have these feel-good chemicals we wouldn't survive as a species all of these different things we do in our life create feel good therefore we continue as a species otherwise if everybody felt crappy and down and depressed all of the time we wouldn't continue so food choices following bad sleep that's that cycle again, because bad food choices will then affect your sleep negatively. And this is all hormone based. It's all how the different nutrients will affect your hormones. And for example, people who restrict carbohydrates is like the cool one to restrict at the moment. So people think um, your glucose and your, um, your insulin, which regulates your glucose, dampens down your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So if people aren't having any carbs, they're not having that additional help from their insulin as the dampener of the stress hormone cortisol. So all of the, it's like understanding the endocrine system is really important and everything we've spoken about, whatever choices you make just to improve your life will have a hormonal response and 100%. a chemical response. 100%. And I love how you mentioned about the carbohydrates. I say it's so important as everything, life in moderation, I'm a type one diabetic. I have to have carbohydrates. There is no two ways about it. But that doesn't mean that I live pouring carbohydrates in my mouth. I still have chocolate. I still have what I want, but I do everything in moderation. I take care of myself. For me, my health is paramount. As you know this, I say this to you ladies, health is paramount for us to function in everyday life. So do take the time to put yourself first, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jilly. What is it that you've created for yourself? Um, at the moment, I've created an environment where I get to choose who I work with, what 
clinical reasons or what goals people have got and how I'm going to help them. I got this facility, which was kind of a dream. So this is a weird thing. I've got some drawings here that 10 years ago, I had a young girl who used to help me with social media and marketing when I was in Dubai. She was an amazing young Emirati girl, uh, family very strict, so wouldn't necessarily allow her to go out to work. Um, that all changed when she got married, which is quite typical. Um, and she's now working in media, in a huge media um, uh, industrial kind of area, which is incredible. And I wrote her a reference for that job and I was so happy for her. But anyway, she used to work from home and do all my media and stuff. And I said to her, could you just do some drawings for me? Because she was training actually to be a um, interior designer. I've really got this vision. I'd like to have a facility. I'd like it to have like a space, like a yoga studio space, but could also double up as then an educational space for courses and things. I'd like a lovely reception area with like coffee and healthy snacks and stuff for people to come and mill around and hang out. Um, I'd like an office space for consulting, maybe a couple of other rooms for other practitioners to come and work, you know, in, in health, whatever that might be. So I've kind of ended up with that, but it's not mine. I've got my office space. Next door, there's a yoga studio. Um, down the corridor, there's a podiatrist, an osteopath, a massage guy, um, a psycho clinical psychologist next to me. So, um, and like so weird, the environment that I built with my color schemes and then the yoga studio space and stuff looks really similar to these drawings that she did for me, like all those years ago. So I feel like this is this is meant to be and I was supposed to be here and I, I, I want this COVID thing to be over because seeing people in person is, is the real joy for me. Mm. Um, and this is a place where women that have very busy lives can come and just chill out and zen because it's very peaceful, quiet. It's like a living room. So, you know, it's it's all good. So I feel like I've managed to create a lifestyle. We've got a beautiful house. It's not a forever home. It was an investment. Ideally, I will be back in Valencia um, within the next two to three years with my partner um we've got our dogs that I absolutely love um we go out for great walks um the only thing that's with covid of course is is my I need to be better now because things shift at scheduling my training time so that used to be an absolute non-negotiable I used to train every morning with one of my best friends out in Dubai and then when I went to Valencia I would train four or five times a week same time you know I was very rigid strict and I could do that now my priorities have changed there's someone else in my life I have this facility I've got clients I'm going to get back as soon as COVID ends to going back to a facility at set times and it's calendared out and that's it good for you good for you oh wow what a fantastic life you've created for yourself all on your own back as well and you truly leaned into it you knew you had a vision you had a goal and you've just worked your backside off to get there um and I truly believe that's you know that's what you've put out there you've attracted this lifestyle into your life because you've worked hard for it you had a goal you had a vision you worked for it and that's how the universe works you put the yes. vision out Yes, you attract it into your life, but you have to do the work for it. You can't sit on the sofa and go, 
I'm going to be super rich and I'm going to have the biggest house ever. That's not going to happen. It will happen if you do the work for it. Um, it's a beautiful goal. And as they say, if your dreams don't scare you, or is it that your dreams should be so big that they scare you? Um, and if they don't scare you, it's not big enough. So thank you for so much for sharing that incredible, incredible vision. What do you feel is your greatest lesson from life to date? Trust your gut instinct. And I'm sure if you've done these podcasts before, you've probably heard that. But I never used to trust my gut, but I used to be quite tuned in, in that I would feel physical symptoms from decisions I had to make. And then I would doubt my decision-making ability, so would inevitably make the opposite decision, even knowing like, you know, so knowing who to work with, knowing who not to work with, knowing what contracts to accept, knowing, um, you know, this is, for example, recently I had um, a little bit of a wobble about the price that I charge, even though compared to other nutritionists and other practitioners in health, they charge a hell of a lot more. I felt like there was some self-worth I was almost embarrassed to mention how much I earned. Um, and I had a, a couple of sessions with somebody who was like, this is a mindset thing. You know, what do you offer to the client? List everything, da -da 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 which is way more than you get from other organizations or programs or practitioners. Okay, so what's the problem? Yeah, the problem is like a self-esteem, self-worth thing that you know, I had to get over. So now it's just about saying, well, this is how much I charge and that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to negotiate or offer discounts or whatever. Um, so I would say that's a recent lesson. But yeah, tr overall, trusting your gut instinct. You always know whether it's relationship, whether it's paying for something or buying something, whether it's agreeing to a job or a contract for your work, whether it's deciding to work for yourself and not wanting to, you know, go and work for somebody else every day and just not enjoy it. Um, yeah, so yeah, that would that would be it. Amazing, amazing life lesson and so, so important. Trust your gut. Your gut is your physical sensation that's created from your intuition. Your intuition is divine. It is the divine speaking through you with all the noise in society, all the noise of what, the expectations we put on ourselves as individuals, as women, it's just too much noise. I truly believe that the, the situation we find ourselves within the world has given us, if you put this in a positive context, a chance to just ground ourselves, to quieten the noise. And for you as the individual to truly listen into who you are, into your intuition, your gut, your gut tells you in every situation, it doesn't matter what it is, you've just mentioned, your gut will give you an instinct go off it 100%. It usually leads you in the right place pretty much 99% yeah. of the time. So thank <laughs> yeah. you. So, so important. Mm -hmm. What is incredible here is Gilly's true story of her origins. Her struggles because let's face it, we all have them. But most importantly, how Gilly took her power back when she discovered herself in terms of her self-worth, personal awareness, and the decisions to make the change she needed in her life. And lastly, Jilly, where do you see your journey taking you? Definitely I'll end up back in Valencia. It's just such a great, healthy place to be, you know, um, spiritually, psychologically, 
emotionally, everything physically. It's just a great place. Um, so yeah, I think definitely the plan is that we stay here um, we make a good kind of a couple of financial decisions in the next two to three years and then be in a position to go back there and again not be reliant on big incomes and stuff you know to support you and downsize and lose some of the material um monthly kind of costs that you have for things and yeah, and, I, and by then, I think I will have it really enjoyed having maybe a four-year period here in this facility, and then I'll be able to continue with my online stuff or running courses because that's um, I'm putting courses and stuff together at the moment. So, yeah, I still want to do this work because I really enjoy it, um, but I probably would like to be in the sun again, and because I, I mean from when I was in my mid-twenties until like two years ago, I lived in the sun. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a big thing for your health and happiness, you know? So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll end up back there, no doubt. Oh, beautiful, oh, yes, and it's so true. The sun, the sun is, when look, look at all of us, we all wake up on a daily basis. If the sun is shining, you're generally 10% happier than you would be if it was grey and rainy. Yeah. Sun is so important. So, yeah, what a beautiful place. And I'm so excited for you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I would like to leave the listeners with one final thought. Lily, I'm going to ask you three quick questions. The first, what does empowering women mean to you? Supporting women, recognising women that need a boost or a piggyback and rather than working against one another and seeing other people as maybe competition is really nurturing each other. Oh yes, yes, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And what three words would you describe yourself as? Tenacious, loyal, this is not a word, but crazy dog woman. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> and what makes Jilly happy? Oh, oh, I tell you, right. Here's a, here's a, you, you keep making, because we're talking about this. It's giving me these visuals. Sitting out in this amazing square in, in the centre of Valencia, beautiful weather, um, with a glass of wine, and, you know, a few nibbles, great Spanish tapas with my partner um, and totally, totally relaxed, just watching the world go by. Beautiful. Love that. Yes. Totally am there with you on that one. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Jilly for your time today. You have been sensational. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all my beautiful listeners. And I look forward to having another incredible woman sharing her story with you in the next episode. Thank you, Dilly. Take care. Thank you.